Hey there, welcome back to the virtual cafe for another coffee combo about finances. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and I'm inviting you to join me at my table with your favorite brew. So let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go. It's coffee time. I love when you call this season silly season. And I think my whole life I have watched people, you know, spend money that they didn't have. They have made multi decisions or they have, you know, done things in like for the sake of nostalgia. And then in the first of the year, they panic because they spent money that they should not have. And I was just wondering if you could put some parameters around this conversation by why you call it silly season, when it starts, and what it looks like to you. I don't even know for how many years I've called it the silly season. And and you know where I think it comes from? I Way back in my career, I was actually working in retail. And once the Christmas trees come out and the tinsel, all the decorations, I would see you know, the retail traffic would pick up and things would get a little bit hectic. Not not maybe now, more so probably the start of December. And because it got so crazy busy in the retail stores, I, I think someone probably said it and I adopted it, that it was called the silly season. And again, I think that's closer to December. And it really comes from, you know, getting busy, skates on, is, is where the terminology came from. And also watching people's spending behaviours in retail was, was interesting to digest at a younger age because you would see people perhaps buying things that they normally wouldn't buy. And it's, you know, it's the festive season. Everyone's getting into the spirit. You might need a new Christmas tree or some new decorations. But... The other part that would happen is people, I think personally, when we all get a little bit stressed coming into the festive season, we don't don't behave the way we normally would. So people's, not that I would necessarily know that people's personalities would change, but you could tell that, you know, when every other customer is behaving I won't say badly, just differently. And you can see the stress in them. You know, they've got bags under their arms. They've got kids, you know, like, come on, kids, let's go. Like, you know, we've got to get to the next store. And, you know, just that behaviour would start to change and people would go just a, a little bit silly, you know. And you'd witness this and you'd see those changes in the humans normally chilled out and relaxed on a Saturday morning doing some shopping next minute they're running and they've got the bags and they're you know dropping a bag or picking it up or you know kind of losing their their temper a little bit as well because we're all under pressure I think that's what happens as we come into this time of year is we change we I think we don't behave probably the same as we normally would because we're stressed and I think when it comes to spending habits, like you said, Kim, you know, making perhaps some melty decisions and actually over-purchasing than, than what we should be doing. And again, it's all out of character and it's getting caught up in the marketing and the advertising of the festive season as well. So I think there's a lot of contributing factors in the retail side of things. 
And then as, you know, as my life progressed and and my career changed and I became, you know, self-employed and running my business, I see the same thing. Clients are starting to get stressed. Clients are starting to be more reactive, less proactive than what we're used to seeing because they're stressed, because their staff are stressed, because everything's getting busy. You know, a lot of clients are, are feeling the pressure as we're coming closer to Christmas because deadlines are getting tighter. And therefore that translates in their personal behavior because they're probably then going out to the retail stores and looking, they're behaving differently as well. Do you you see that like tumbleweed effect, Kim, that we actually can see, you know, in people's behaviors changing And and it ranges from business, whether you're, you know, serving clients and customers right through to the retail stores even in our relationships with our family at the moment because we're under more pressure we're probably not behaving the same as as we normally would as well does that translate kim does that make sense it does carrie and i've witnessed it a lot like my whole life i would say i've witnessed that that different personality we'll call it (laughs) yeah and I think again we all have to almost look at it differently as well like I remember being younger and and in retail and being on the receiving end of some of those behaviors and actually you know kind of again going home stressed myself because people are behaving differently and you're you're putting up with more and there's there's everyone's got a shorter fuse at this time of year and I remember myself having you know that come with me into my personal life and now again many years later I look at my business and the behavior and I guess I feel responsible right now to actually I need to be if I can I need to be the one that's actually putting the calm into things uh, with my services if a, a client has a particular question and perhaps they're making a melty decision or being a little bit reactive because of the season ahead I need to be almost like the guiding light you know especially on the finance side of things because if people are making those big decisions at this time of year and I actually I had a conversation with a client today in fact and it was it was surrounding a a change in the business um, that affects the finances and it was it was a really good conversation because this client turned around and said you know what maybe we should put the brakes on and maybe we should look at this for January not make a change they were planning a change this month it was then going to be bumped to December and then it got decided it's pretty much decided as of today that it'll be parked into January because if you make a change in your business of significance in November and December it may not be the right time for everybody to receive that information. So what do you think about that, Kim, when we consider putting off decisions in our business for later based on the festive season upon us? I think sometimes, Carrie, that can be a really smart thing because whenever you're trying to make a major move like that, any added pressure just makes it harder. So I think you're always wise whenever you're giving advice to your clients, ma'am. Thank 
Thank you, Kim. Well, I think we should talk about some of these spending secrets and a, a little bit, you know, touching on, we've, you know, I've spoken a lot about people's moods and behaviours, but the spending is what we really want to cover today because I think it's important, just like we need to be aware of our behaviours, we actually need to be aware of our spending in that and again, I'm going to tie it back to what you said, Kim, about those melty decisions. You know, the pressure's on, the deadlines are on. It's it's very easy at the moment to actually overspend in our business and do things kind of rapidly and not perhaps consider the consequences of those. And Kim, I can't help but, you know, tie this into the retail experience because that's exactly what I witnessed when I was younger, you know, people coming in, oh yeah, give me one of those and give me one of those and oh, yeah, why not, I'll grab one of those. Like actually purchasing things without giving ourselves that opportunity to think. And retail's very different to business, I understand, but I'm, I'm aware as humans, we're probably running at a different pace. Therefore, we're very likely to make decisions that could impact us into the next year. They could actually put big dints in our cash flow right now that we could avoid and perhaps not have those additional layers of spending. And I think it's just important to take a breath and not be so reactive with our finances. You know, coming into, again, the festive season, a lot of us take time off. So sometimes the cash flow slows down and we just need to be a little bit mindful of what we're spending in our business so that we are going to see ourselves through to 2023 with ease and less stress and a little bit of comfort behind us. What do you think of that, Kim? I think you're amazing as always, Carrie, with all of the things you share. Can you give us an idea of like if you haven't planned up to this point now it's time to like do some things how can people because i know you have lots of secrets to like financial things carrie how can people who haven't saved up to this point do something to save the you know the holidays but not get themselves into trouble Ooh, that's a great question, Kim. And I think it's a really good time of year. If you're not already across your cash flow and you're not forecasting your funds in your business and perhaps you don't have savings in your business, I think it's a really good time, particularly these last couple of weeks of November, to look at how we can change that in our business. Look at you know, how we can actually assess our current cash flow what's coming down the line for us because a lot of us want to at least take a week off over Christmas like at the bare minimum we should be able to have let's call it between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day we should be able to close our business for that period depending on the industry that you're in let me let me caveat that and with that we do need to understand the numbers and make sure that we can afford to do that because it, it sounds great and it's, you know, perhaps for some it could be a shiny unicorn idea of actually being able to have time off for the festive season. And I guess I, I also need to kind of put another caveat to say if your business is brand new, maybe not. Maybe you're going to ride through and, and just do, you know, lighter days and still have time with your family. 
and that may be based on a newer cash flow situation. So I don't want anyone to, you know, suddenly sit there and go, oh, I started my business last month. I can take a month off in December and January. Well, maybe not. You know, it may not be the case. But at the same time, we do need to, again, come back to that cash flow and that forecasting to know what we can afford to do what our business needs us to do and and just take stock we need to take stock of our surroundings of where we're up to to understand what that's going to look like and i normally plan these things myself kim in around about october i like to kind of get ahead of the game a little bit and start to make some you know calendar designs in in october for that that crossover between december and january I confess I haven't done that this year, Kim. I have not looked at my calendar. My calendar is kind of running week to week at the moment because I've allowed myself to become a subject of the silly season and not take the time to look at that. So guilty as charged over here. And I guess that's a good takeaway because I've been in business for a decade and this year the stars just haven't aligned yet. I've actually got it marked on my calendar this weekend to look at it. But when I do look at my calendar for some time off for the festive season, I'll also be looking at my cash flow. And they go hand in hand. So yes, I wanna put my feet up. I've actually got some things in my business that I wanna achieve. So I'll probably slow down a little bit on the client work. And at the same time, I'm going to assess pretty much from now through to probably the end of January to see where my business cash flow sits to help me determine how much can I relax. And at the very least, I will take Christmas Day, Boxing Day and New Year's Day off because they are like key holidays for me. And then I'll see what else I can fit in there. And the other thing I need to say is because my clients don't close down over Christmas, so there'll still need to be an element of support that I give them but I need to know what that looks like. So there's there's a bit of planning going on here, Kim, with my calendar, their calendar, and the cash flow, and just making sure all the stars align, as well as you know the savings that I have in the business beyond the emergency fund, the additional savings, to make sure that that all lines up as well. Because the last thing I wanna do is get to the end of January and then be kicking myself money-wise to actually say, oh, I shouldn't have taken that week off at Christmas. Does that make sense, Kim? It absolutely does, Carrie. And I will tell you, I wouldn't be able to take off the time I do if I didn't put it on the calendar way in advance. Like I, I literally, before the year starts, put into the next year. So 2023, I already know my days that I will be taking off. And I already know what weekends I will be off for sticky note time. Like I already know those things. They're already in my calendar. And if they weren't, Carrie, I don't think I would ever take off. Well, and that's a really good point that you bring up, Kim, because if we don't plan those things, I think we be, we can become, you know, we can fall victim to them not happening quite easily. It is very easy when we're self-employed and running our own business just to keep going, you know, keep soldiering on. Next minute you turn around and go, oh, it's Boxing Day. Oh, 
It's New Year's Day. Oh, hang on, we're now in 2023. Wait, wait, what happened? Don't blink, you'll miss it. It just goes so quickly. So we do need to, you know, schedule ahead with our calendar. Kim, likewise with you, I've got the sticky note weekend in January planned. That's already locked in because that's part of that recurring schedule. However, I haven't decided exactly how long it is because if you remember correctly, in October I took a, I tried to take a five-day weekend, which ended up being four, and I haven't decided exactly what that weekend's going to look like, but it's, again, marked on my calendar so I don't forget. And I think it's just that forward motion, you know, taking a moment, sitting down with a cup of coffee and having a, a moment to breathe before things get really crazy because I've been feeling the silly season over here since probably late October, I'll confess. So if I'm not careful at the pace things are going at, I'm going to miss all of the silly season and just be so busy working in the business that I may even skip over working on the business. So that's another key takeaway as well is to make sure that you are allowing yourself that time to plan whether it be on the calendar, the cash flow, the savings, all those pieces that they all talk to each other. They have to speak to each other so that we can actually come up with a good plan. Otherwise, we won't take a holiday. We won't get a break. And next minute, it's 2023. And like I said, you blinked and you missed it. I don't want to blink and miss anything, Carrie. Just saying. <laughs> well, me neither, Kim. And the other thing I wanted to bring into this conversation before we run out of time was thinking about new toys, especially coming up to Christmas, because I've got a little confession. I've always got a confession to make. Just the other day, it might have been Sunday, I was looking at new software and I was like, oh, that might be good. Oh, and you know, it turns into the whole Google Google search unicorn central over here of, oh, there's that for that. I, I want a new software for podcast editing. I want a new software to run my MIDI keyboard. So my, my electric piano. And I'm looking for something that's actually gonna give me both of those. And when I started Googling, I found one that was about $800, doesn't come with a subscription, you just buy the software straight up. And immediately I was gravitated to really seriously considering it. Then lo and behold, my husband had actually sent me the link to a YouTube chatting about a free software that does all of the above. And when I said to him, oh, I'm looking at this software and, you know, maybe that's something I can adapt and, and move to because it doesn't have a subscription. So, yes, it's going to be seven or eight hundred dollars. But when you do the maths of, you know, my Adobe subscription in the long run, I'm going to save. And then he goes, did you see that free one that I sent you the other day? And I'm like, oh, let me go back and have a look. And it was, it was really good timing that I actually said that out loud to him because I've since investigated the free software and so far, so good, looks like it's going to do what the $800 software was going to do. And I might not only be saving myself $800, but I may even be saving myself an ongoing $80 a month subscription. So... I think the key takeaway from this story that I and the reason I wanted to bring it to the conversation was 
I'm running at a fast pace because it's silly season and I nearly made a silly season expensive decision based on looking at something, doing a quick assessment and be almost ready to press the button. I actually don't have time right now to learn a new software. So why am I even thinking about it? What do you think of that, Kim? Oh my goodness, Carrie, that is actually really brilliant because I think a lot of times we do that. We think we have to have something right now and then we get it and it sits there. I'm guilty, Carrie. I am so guilty of getting something and letting it sit there for a while before I even do anything with it. So that was a brilliant move, ma'am. Kim, I think the reason I stopped is because my MIDI keyboard that's sitting over here, this little electric piano, has been in my possession for, I'm going to call it almost 18 months, and I'm yet to actually plug it in and properly play it. Although I'm looking for a software to use with it, part of me argues the fact of, well, I need that to do that, but I bought that before I had that, do you know what I mean? Like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, I got the whole chicken roasted, garnished and everything over here in this MIDI keyboard and I haven't got the piece to actually plug it into the... Com well, I've got the cord to plug it into the computer, but I don't have the right software to run it yet. So I've got no eggs, you know. I've got the chicken and I've got no eggs is what I'm looking at. And I, I think that's, together with my husband's recommendation, I think that's what stopped me. But at the same time, I'm just so mindful of my behavior right now and my financial decisions that I could easily slip up and press the wrong button. So I think it's that conscious awareness that we can have with ourselves to guard our credit card or our bank account and make sure that we're not doing that silly season spending and, and just, you know, being a little bit more like have our radars on. What do you think, Kim? I think it's brilliant, Carrie. I think we need to guard ourselves in such a huge way right now. So, Kim, is there anything else that you that comes to mind for you in this conversation? Well, I just think about, like, some of the secret things that I've heard you say, like your subscriptions, checking your subscriptions, and you were just mentioning your you know, thinking about a subscription that you decided you didn't have to do right now. And I look at that and I think you have, you have shared before about pausing subscriptions. You created this, you know, simple subs for all of us to get our subscriptions under control. And I'm going to confess, Carrie, you made me think about subscriptions differently. Because now, because I don't want to do all that work again, I'm really not pushing the button for things. <laughs> it just makes me think differently. And you are correct in what you said, Kim. I do the same thing because I think it goes without saying. I like to practice what I preach. You know, I'm not here telling people what to do with their finances. I'm literally doing it with them, like side by side, hand in hand, we're doing this together. And for that very reason, after I finished my subscriptions, I've done my subscriptions, ooh, I'm going to say four times, Kim, 
the first time was when I created simple subscriptions for myself and it was ugly and messy and not, you know, not anything like you guys can grab now. And I did that because I wanted a big new subscription that I needed to know that I could afford it and that I wasn't, you know, overloading those recurring payments. So that was step number one. Then I polished it up for everybody else. And since then, the community has been using it in at all different speeds and all different levels to save money on those recurring payments because they add up really quickly. Like I, I actually gave myself a bit of a fright, Kim, when I first did it, I I think my total of subscriptions for the year was in and around $16,000. If you had have asked me how much I spent in a year on recurring transactions, I wouldn't have thought it was anywhere near that. I might have guessed five, maybe six, top $7,000. So to find $16,000 in a year being spent on these little things that just tick over, Oh, you could have knocked me over with a feather. So obviously, you know, doing it for myself and then refining it and making it, you know, uh, user-friendly for everybody else. And I've done it three more times since, Kim. And and I don't think I'm finished. However, like you said, oh, how much do we not want to press the button now on just ev- anything and everything? Like we are making more conscious decisions since we've used simple subscriptions because we know it's going to bite us later. You know, we're, we're not so flippant to just sign up for the next thing or go into a, you know, free trial of something that requires our credit card because we're so mindful of how that's going to come around in 12 months time, six months time, whatever that looks like. So Kim, I agree with you there and super excited that so many people have grabbed their free copy of Simple Subscriptions because it use it, you know, take your time with it. Don't feel like you need to actually complete it and know all of them straight away. You can chip away at this. It's not going anywhere. It's completely yours. It's it's on your Google Drive, so you get a, an access of a copy. I don't have it. I don't see it. It it is basically once you grab your copy of this tool that I've created, this template, it does not translate over to me. And then you can just chip away at it. You could spend a month, six months, a year, just slowly getting all these numbers together to assess where you're up to with the recurring payments. And then you've got the ability to start going through them, finding out who they are, what they are, do you need them? And can we put them on pause, Kim, like you said, because that one is brilliant. If you're not going to lose any assets in a tool and you can actually pause something that's costing you money because you don't have time. And I think the festive season is a really good place to start looking at those options because some of us might be, you know, really going on pause. I hear a lot of businesses close down for December and January. That's two months. If you have something that's costing you 100 or 200, even, you know, as much as $300 a month, why not save that money if you can put that subscription on pause for the festive season? So Kim, I love that you brought that into the conversation. Well, and that's totally you, Carrie, because I never thought about putting anything on pause until you were talking about this. And, you know, I want to mention too, Carrie, the podcast. 
Would you speak to that for a second about the podcast? Because it, it is brilliant as well. I'm excited, Kim. I'm really excited. I think we've got five or six more episodes for the year. We're going to take a two-week break over Christmas. And then I've already got the schedule jam-packed for 2023 for season five. I love making it. I love bringing it together every single week. And Kim, I could talk about the podcast all day. Rain me in. We've got five minutes left. Well, and I have to say, Carrie Zarb, you are a rock star podcaster. You have so much experience. You've done hundreds of episodes of, you know, podcasting. And when I grow up, I want to be like you in podcasting because I feel like you have such a way of not just educating people, but making it super fun. Because, you know, sometimes finances carry, that's not our favorite topic, but you make us want to lean in because it takes the, you know, the heavy and the painful out of it when you have us sit down at your virtual cafe and we get to have fun with you. We get to listen and not feel like it's so much pressure and overwhelm. Well, Kim, you've actually got me curious now. So there's 138 episodes of the podcast, Simply Biz Beans. It was originally branded as Biz Nation, as you'll remember. So there's, I think there's in the realms of 117 episodes of Biz Nation, and then we flipped over to Simply Biz Beans. And I'm just looking at my uh, a special podcast that we did, which was called Coffee with Kerry. And that has, ooh, that's actually got almost 30 episodes as well. So Kim, I'm getting close to 200 episodes in the podcast world, so that's exciting. But Kerry, those are episodes that you created. You've also guested on a bazillion podcasts. So I just, I look at you as such an inspiration in the podcasting world. So thank you for setting a good example for all of us. Well, Kim, I think that you could be right there because I actually don't have a head count on the guest episodes where I've been present on someone else's podcast. I can't even put a number on it. I cannot. I think I should go and find the answer to that because I'm pretty sure with the 165 I'm looking at, it's got to be close to 200. It has to be really close by now. So... And again, you know, that that actually came from the great freeze of 2020 when we were all sent to our room and didn't know what to do with so much spare time. That's where the podcasting journey began. So where are we up to now? November. So next year, it'll be two, uh, three. Three years of podcasting, Kim. That's pretty good. Do you remember your anniversary date for it, Carrie? I believe it's the 10th of May. And that was published. That wasn't when I started. That was the actual, like, first published episode of Biz Nation, I believe. Yep, 10th of May 2020. So in May 2023, we'll mark the three-year anniversary. How cool is that? Oh, my goodness, Kerry. That is amazing. Well, Kim, do you have any final thoughts before we bug out of here? I just appreciate you, Kerry. I thank you for, you know, being generous with your time and answering questions and doing all those things for everybody in the community, saving the community lots of money. If you have that final total, I would love to hear it one more time. And really, Carrie, I just thank you. I thank you for this space and thank you for all you do. 
Well, thank you, Kim, because you are obviously such an inspiration to me. You're always with me, and I really appreciate that because these spaces would not be the same without you. And just to give you an update on that total, which I'll do a little announcement on Friday, uh, we're currently sitting at $51,895 saved using Simple Subscriptions only since April. So it's pretty exciting. We've still got you know, another few months to hit the 12-month anniversary of Simple Subscriptions and then hit that magic reset button and look at the next year of savings. So I'm excited about that, Kim. And again, thank you for being here with me and everyone in the community always. We do have to get out of here and wrap up this conversation. Thanks for joining me in the virtual cafe today. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes and if you're enjoying this podcast, you can also leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you.